everybody. Mike Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you today to have my guest on the show in studio as well. I love to have guests in studio. And now that we're doing the video format, before there was a lot of audio released about three years ago, for those of you who are fresh and new to the show, I did a lot of Facebook Live stuff a few years ago, and that's posted on my YouTube channel. If you're watching this video right now, you're probably on my YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube, put Michael Lombardo in or Awaken Podcast. You'll find a lot of video footage on there that was, you know, the show was called Awaken Live and I had split screen and it was a lot of live stuff that I did. So there's lots of content on there, probably about a hundred plus videos on there of just hours and hours of teaching and ministry that you can really glean from, receive from. And so go ahead, if you're just listening right now, go ahead to my YouTube channel. You can check that out. For those who are new, this is um, Awaken Podcast. You can find us every Monday with a new episode streaming on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to and tap in. Um, Ephesians 5.14 is the heart behind this podcast. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Jesus is breathing on the hearts of his people. He's awakening us with revelation, with truth, so we know who we are in him, what our purpose is in this life, what he has done for us, how he feels about us, how he sees us, so we can truly walk out our God-given purposes here in the earth, so we can destroy the works of the enemy, so we can establish the kingdom of heaven here and now. And so thank you. If you've been tuning in regularly, um, I really appreciate the love. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing the podcast. You know, the downloads have been increasing. I see that so many of you guys are tuning in, sharing with family and friends. I've been getting a lot of feedback via email um, as well through our website of you guys being blessed. Testimonies of you sharing this with your church, your family, your friends. And so that's awesome. I wanna, I wanna share that love. Thank you so much for tuning into that. And so anyway, guys, I wanna dive in. I wanna give a lot of time for the content today and for my guest. Her name is Madison Pruitt, and in 2020, Madison was a finalist on season 24 of ABC's The Bachelor. After making it to the very end with The Bachelor, they both agreed to go their separate ways after a few days after the show ended. She's been involved in many outreach programs, um, including Sozo Children, Orphanage, Emmanuel, you know, Hattie's Home, Big House Foundation, LA Dream Center, um, and many others, and she travels nationally as a speaker and an author with a growing platform as a social media influencer. She now lives in Dallas. This is where I am right now. And so she's in studio. Welcome, Madison. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be here and such a pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. 100%. And so awesome having you in studio. Thanks for coming I out. I know. It's so nice being in studio. I like this so much better than Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about being in Dallas? You like it? I love Dallas. I love the pace of it. I love the diversity. I love how there's so many opportunities and things to do. Um, my favorite part, I got to say, is is the food and all okay. the all the great churches and the airport. I can fly literally anywhere and everywhere easily. 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 And it's not that packed really ever. Like the New it's Jersey, New York airport. Yeah, it just gets reckless yeah. over there. I'm from yeah. Alabama, so we didn't have like a good airport. <laughs> so this is like the biggest praise report. I'm like, I got a good airport. You got a good airport. Yeah. Okay, that was huge for yeah. your move. So I'm glad you got that. That's awesome. <laughs> and so um, I love to hear people's testimonies. You know, I know you just released a book called Made for This Moment. I want to talk to you about that today. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to hear, I know you're a strong believer and you mm -hmm. share your faith a lot in this book as well as your testimony and your story. And so um, how did you first come to know the Lord, though? I'd love to hear that. So I actually was born and raised, you know, in the church and with two faith, you know, spirit filled, charismatic parents. Mm. And 
I, I'm so blessed to say, you know, that I had two parents who really showed me the beauty of following Jesus from a young age. Mm. And it wasn't something they just talked about. It was something that they actively lived out. And I yeah. saw the importance of being connected to the body of Christ, being connected to the local church. Mm. You know, we served at the church. My parents, if we weren't at, my dad is a coach. And so if we weren't at the gym, we were at the church or at church camps. You know, my parents led the youth ministry. That was where I spent all of my time. And so for me, my relationship with Jesus started at a very young age. It was something that was pretty real and powerful from a young age. But I would say, you know, like every kind of, I, I hate to say every story because some people's story is not like that, but I feel like for a lot of us, you know, then you go into high school and it's like, then you're mm. trying to like figure out who you are. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to do all that. Yes. So mm-hmm. for me, I think my relationship with Jesus started from a young age, but then I kind of like lost that personal intimate relationship when yeah. I got into high school. And I think then it became more about performance and merit and just reputation. And I really wanted to be the good girl. I wanted to be the girl that everybody could lean on, everybody mm. could turn to, the leader. But I, I just totally had lost that connection to Jesus. And it kind of became more of just do's and don'ts and things that I should or shouldn't do. Sure. And so it kind of became like that for a little while. And then I would say coming into college was really that first time where I was like, okay, I'm old enough and on my own for the first time in my life to where I have to make a decision like, who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? How do I want to be remembered? What kind of choices do I want to make? I knew college was going to be a time where I was going to be faced with a lot of pressures, a lot of temptations, and just faced with realities that I had never been faced with before. And so Mm. I knew I was going to have some big decisions to make. And I wanted to be that person that made her decisions before the heat and the pressures of the moment. And so I really took some time. I was just in my dorm room one day and I was like, you know what? I've kind of tasted what the rest of this world has to offer. And I still am wanting more. Like I want to just go all in with Jesus. And so I made a decision one day in my dorm room, freshman year. And I was like, Lord, I'm going all in with you. And I'm not holding back at all. Like I'm going all in. And so in those moments, I started asking myself the tough questions. I was like, okay, I want to predecide who I'm going to be. I want to predecide what decisions I'm going to make um, before those moments come and before those moments of pressure arrive. And so I took the time to do that. And I started asking myself, mm-hmm. okay, when I'm a room, alone in a room with a guy or like before I'm in a situation where there's a bunch of people around telling me to do this or do that, to be mm-hmm. cool or to fit in, like, how am I going to respond in those moments? And I wanted to know that before I just let my feelings or let the pressures kind of take lead in those moments. And so um, that day was when I decided to kind of go all in and I made a decision. Okay, I'm following Jesus. I want to save myself from marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to be a person who is a leader and not a follower. Mm-hmm. I want to be set apart, even if that comes with some, you know, weird looks or some confusion from people. And, you know, I decided in that moment to, to really make those hard decisions. Um, and that was kind of when it, it really changed for me. And then from that moment forward, you know, I started getting plugged into my local church, serving our college ministry, Mm -hmm. um, going on mission trips, leading, leading small groups, um, and then actually started going through, I was, I was at Auburn university at the time getting my degree in communications. And then I also around that time started attending, um, my church's Bible college. So then I was like, okay, I want to do ministry and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means, but I want to do that. <laughs> and so, uh, I started going through ministry school as well. So that was really that moment kind of changed everything for me. Wow. That's awesome. I love, y- you need that moment of like, mm-hmm. I've, I've had other things I've yeah. had, you know, but Jesus, I want you and I want to live for you. Not just like a prayer and like I'm a Christian now, you know, I'm just going to go on with my life. It's, 
Jesus wants us to be disciples yeah. and he wants to lay a foundation in our lives. And that's what you did. You said yes to it and you've been faithful to that. And so that's awesome. Um, I know in your book, Made for This Moment, which is releasing October... October 19th. October 19th. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. It's called Made for This Moment, Standing Firm with Strength, Grace, and Courage. You talk a lot about your journey on the Bachelor season finale. Kind of want to talk about how that started, first of all, kind of how you wound up down that route. But also you share a lot in your book, well, the first chapter especially, about the need for courage. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to follow Jesus. You wanted to have convictions. You want to live a godly life. And it's hard in front of a lot of people, yeah. especially in circumstances where there's a totally. lot of pressure and people saying, well, save yourself for marriage or, hey, how come you don't cuss? How come you don't do this? How yeah. come you don't do that? And so I know you share, you're very open and vulnerable in your book about fears you experience and kind of overcoming and and the courage that you really need to seize, you know, in moments like that, especially during the finale. You talked a lot about that in the first chapter, yeah. but just love to hear your heart there to start off. Yeah, so I talk about in the book kind of the entire story of how I went on The Bachelor, why I went on The Bachelor, what mm -hmm. that looked like, what that process and journey was like before, during, and after. And, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a little, I'm going to save the good stuff for those who, totally. who buy the book. But 100%. I will say it wasn't something that I pursued. It wasn't something that I thought I would ever in my life do. Like I said, I went through Bible college, graduated Bible college. So when I got a call from the bachelor, I thought they had the wrong chick. I was like, listen, I don't think you got the wrong, I don't think you have the right Madison. Like <laughs> I'm not the girl you're looking for. And, you know, throughout the months after praying about it with my family and taking time to really pray through it with the Lord. I just really felt like it was where God was leading me, which sounds so bizarre. You know, how could God lead you to go on The Bachelor? But God's pretty bizarre, though. It, you he's know, it, he's a mysterious God. Yeah. You know, you can't <laughs> box him in. And that's what I've learned. And I think that's what's so cool is that God can use someone like me and God can use something like The Bachelor to bring glory to his name. And that's mm -hmm. just how good he is. Yeah. And I look back on that time and there's no doubt in my mind that God's hand was in it and that mm -hmm. God was in it the entire time. And just seeing at the time, I didn't really know what he was doing. I didn't really know why he would lead me somewhere like that. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I can see it. Like I can see it. I can just see it so clearly. And I've just seen the testimonies that have come out of it. Just the opportunities that I've had just to be able to speak life into people, to pray mm -hmm. over people, to encourage people, to help them find their purpose and their calling and just giving, giving them the hope and the love of Jesus. Um, yeah. And so it's just been so, so cool and yeah, exactly. Like what you said, you know, stepping out into that was scary. And I remember when I felt like I was supposed to do that, I just was like, Lord, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm the right one. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I know I'm a fighter, but this is like a whole nother level. Like this is like, Millions this of is scary, you, you know, sure. this is terrifying. And the way that Christianity had been depicted beforehand was not in a very beautiful and honoring manner. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to step into that. Like I'm all yeah. about being a martyr for Christ, but uh, maybe not in this <laughs> way, Lord. Yeah. So I, you know, I just was really hesitant and just really fearful and just really caring a lot about what other people thought and just mm -hmm. the opinions of other people. And a lot of people started finding out about it before I, I went on the show. A lot of people in my hometown and, you know, obviously had some opinions and thought I was a little crazy for wanting to go on the show. And of course, was just discouraging me for going on there. Yeah. And I really had a choice to make. I was like, okay, am I going to listen to the opinion of man and fear the opinion of man? Or am I going to be obedient to where I feel like God's calling me to go? And, and that was like kind of that big first step of courage for me mm -hmm. because I, my whole life had been, you know, kind of trained as an athlete and just with my personality type, just to kind of have this performance-based mentality. Like I, I needed to perform to be accepted and loved. I needed to 
you know, just put in all this work and, and do all these things to get people to like me and love me and, and accept me. And this was that first time where I was like, I I'm not living for the approval of other people. Mm -hmm. Like I have to live for the approval of one and live for an audience of one. And I'm going to choose to obey whatever the cost. And Mm -hmm. I know that blessings on the other side of obedience and I have to choose to trust that. And so I stepped out not knowing at all what it was going to look like, had no idea that it would have turned out the way that it did. Didn't know it was going to be me and Peter at the finale together (laughs) trying to figure it out. I mean, I had no idea what that journey was going to look like, but I trusted that it was where God was leading me. And I trusted that God was going to give me what I needed throughout that time on the show. And, you know, one thing I always love to to kind of point out with courage, because I think at least for me, I had kind of a perverted picture of what courage looked like. Um, I thought, you know, courage was just stepping up, ready to fight, like ready to just like always be on, be be bold, be all these things, which yes, it is. A, a big part of courage is that. It looks that way. It does look that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it is loud and it is in your face. But I think that what is so beautiful and what I I pray that people get out of this book is that it's not just courage alone and it's not just courage in yourself and by yourself. It's courage rooted in the spirit of God and it's courage rooted in conviction and it's courage rooted in wisdom that you're not just speaking out just because you feel you're entitled to have this opinion. You're not just standing Mm -hmm. up to be different and to have the spotlight on you, but that any step that you take out, any, any Anything that you're vocalizing, any move that you're making is all being led by the spirit and being Mm. led by where God is leading you. And for me, courage didn't look like this bold, like, I got this, like, look at me. It was like trembling, like, Lord, okay, if this is where you're leading me, I trust you. Like, I know you've got me. And so for me, it didn't even really look, it didn't feel like courage in the moment. It was like, okay, Mm -hmm. Lord, I surrender. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, it took courage. But even though I didn't feel all bold and strong in that moment, it was just this act of surrender and obedience. And, you know, there were throughout so many moments on the show, like there were moments where I did have to speak out and stand up for what I believed in. And I had to vocalize my faith and my convictions. But then there were also moments where I had to know when to be silent and moments when to refrain and when to, you know, just let God speak on my behalf mm. without saying anything. Wow, that's good. And, yeah. and I think that is the beauty of courage coupled with wisdom is that, you know, knowing when to speak out and when to be silent, knowing when to stand and when to bow down, knowing when to, you know, and it's like, that is what I've had to learn in growing up over the years. Cause I think my, my younger self would have mm. just like, like, I'm just feisty. So I just would just <laughs> speak out whenever I felt like I needed to speak out. But I think as I've gotten older, it's like, I don't want to do that unless it's going to bear fruit. I don't want to do that unless it's where the spirit's leading. Mm. And so, you know, I think that's a question I get asked a lot is just where does your strength and your courage come from? And it's so easy just to always point back to the Lord and just be like, it's rooted in the spirit inside of me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And that's, you know, a lot of people think that courage is like people that are never scared ever. You know what I mean? Like fear, like, okay, this person was just naturally bold and confident. They never had a concern, never had a doubt or whatever. And I remember when I first got saved, I listened to Joyce Meyer a little bit because my, Mm -hmm. you know, that teachings came my way. And she would say, no, boldness is just doing it scared. Mm -hmm. You know, even the most courageous, bold people, they get scared and they just make a choice to be brave and courageous in the moment, even though you don't have the fuzzy feelings all Mm -hmm. the time. You know, your feelings don't always align with boldness, but it's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to do this anyway because it's the right thing. I'm going to take my stand. I'm going to do. Totally. And so, and one thing you said, it's like interesting. You said, oh, that why would God bring me to something like the bachelor a lot of people question that in mm. your life 
Well, even look at the Bible. Just go back to Joseph being in Pharaoh's house or mm-hmm. look back to the prophet Daniel being in Babylon under yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. And God raises people up, puts them in very interesting circumstances, totally. in very dark places sometimes. Not dark places, meaning, meaning like there's people that are lost yeah. that need the gospel, that need to hear the truth. And we're sowing seeds and we're watering and God's the one that brings the increase, right? Totally. But we're being vocal and it's just, you know, even just recently, I've noticed that, you know, for me, it was missionary, you know, full-time ministry, and then just being in the business world now with coupled with ministry, but being in the business world, it's like, no, God's putting me in front of a lot of people in really interesting circumstances. And I get to shine the light in, in maybe circumstance I wouldn't have had the opportunity to previously. So cool. And so wherever he plants us or wherever he puts us, we're going to shine. Doesn't always make sense to the carnal mind. Doesn't always make sense to the natural mind. You know, Jesus was ridiculed by a lot of religious people yeah. as well. They didn't get why he was hanging out with prostitutes and lepers and tax collectors. But, you know, uh, being led by the spirit is a journey. And so I pulled a quote from your book, which I really liked. Um, you said, in the unseen moments, in the waiting moments, in the painful moments, you're preparing for the moments that will shape the course of your life. I really like that. I want to say something to you real quick because I want to just, because, you know, nowadays a lot of teaching and preaching doesn't doesn't revolve around this. I'm grateful that when I first got saved, I got a lot of great teaching in my life. But you talked a lot about, hey, the process in this book, you know, um, that that hidden place with the Lord where he develops you to step on that big stage, being faithful with the small things. And so, I love to talk about that because I feel like this is essential. A lot of people try to just, they want instant fame, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not, they're not really dedicated to the process or realize there is a process involved. Yeah. I think a lot of people never reach their, their fullest potential or step into the fullness of what God has for them because they're not willing to go through what it takes to get there. They're not mm-hmm. willing to put in the long hours, the hard work and make certain sacrifices And I, you know, I have a lot of people, you know, look at me and be like, how are you so confident? How are you so full of peace? And of course I get to be like, well, it's the spirit inside of me, but it's also like, I've had to make certain sacrifices. I've had to build, I've had to invest. I've spent Mm -hmm. that one-on-one quality, intimate time with Jesus to constantly crucify my flesh and Mm -hmm. feed my spirit and remind myself I am who I am because this is who Christ says I am. Mm. And I, you know, I have all these people who are like, I, you know, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to get there. And it's like, "Well, well, you can, but you have to make certain sacrifices. You have Mm -hmm. to, you have to, you have to pursue this. You have to put in the hard work. You have to be disciplined. And I think a lot of people just aren't willing, aren't willing to do that. Um, And I do, I think it's the small moments that prepare us and get us ready for the big moments and the great moments. And I think it's that private life and those, the secret place when no one's around Mm -hmm. that is really getting you ready and, and putting the right tools in the toolbox for when you have those moments of pressure when all eyes are on you, when people are around, you know, when you're in that friend group and people are saying you have to do this in order mm-hmm. to fit in and to be cool. You know, you have to you have to give yourself away in order for this person to love you. You have to change in order to be accepted and validated, like all these pressures that society puts on us and that our you know environment and culture says that we have to conform to or look like. It's like if we don't know who we are and we haven't practiced in the private, we're going to fold under pressure in the public. That's true. And I think that so many people don't put two and two together. And it's like, like you said, I mean, it's like we just we put all this emphasis on the public moments when all eyes are on us, hoping that adrenaline or feelings or just some crazy thing within us is going to give us what we need to stand firm, to stay true to ourselves. 
But the truth is, if you haven't been building and investing and taking care of yourself and spending that quality time mm. with God and figuring out who you are when no one's around, you're not going to have what it takes to stand firm when oh, yeah. everyone's around. Mm-hmm. And I think that most people just don't value their private life and that intimate time with God like they should. Um, and they just hope that that they have what it takes when mm-hmm. everyone is around. And so yeah. I talk a lot about that. I talk a lot about you know, what the private life looks like for me mm-hmm. and just that that power of preparation. And, you know, as an athlete, I feel like I know a whole lot about preparation because so my dad coached me. He, he's a coach at Auburn University, but he coached me before he went to Auburn University my whole life and mm-hmm. led to a lot of interesting moments. But yeah. but it also has shaped me into who I am today, which has been so cool. But I've been able to kind of correlate just the the cool connection between sports and athletics and life and just how the power of preparation really sets you up for success um, and anything and everything that you do and how, you know, you look at all these different, not just athletes, but you look at musicians, you look at artists, you look at doctors, you look at so many different professions in life. And it's like, they don't just show up like, you know, a doctor doesn't just show up to a surgery hoping he just knows what to do. Like he's been practicing and preparing. 100%. He knows what he's going to do before that moment ever even comes. Yeah. And the same goes for our life, like our, our spiritual life, our relational life, like every part of who we are preparation is crucial. And so I talk a lot about, I kind of make that, that correlation to sports because my dad really valued like the preseason with my basketball team. And he really valued like those moments of just pre- like we never had off moments. Like if we weren't in regular season, we were in preseason. If we weren't in preseason, we were at camp. If we were in a camp, we were like, I mean, we were always Non-stop. doing something like it mm-hmm. never stopped. But he always could point out those who went through the preseason and those who didn't because mm-hmm. those who went through preseason showed up at like at time for season ready and mm-hmm. just in shape, ready to go. And I just think that in life, you know, it's so important and so crucial that we take these seasons, like I was saying, like in the hidden seasons and the waiting Mm -hmm. seasons, the seasons that aren't always the most fun because preseason isn't fun. It's not comfortable. Like that's where discipline is is happening. Training is happening. Like refining is happening. And that's not always enjoyable, but it's crucial. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about that, you know, throughout, throughout my book because I saw how the power of preparation really set me up for success when the pressure hit. And mm-hmm. I think that the way we respond to pressure matters, but the way we prepare for that pressure matters even more. That's really good. You know, um, practice, preparation, process. These aren't like glamorous terms, you know. It no, it's get not people, fun. Yeah, it's not that people, encouraging message. Like, doesn't yeah, get people fuzzy, totally. you know, saying amen, hallelujah at church. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's absolutely essential. And just like you said, just like athletes, you know, we see them, you know, hit the field and we see them, you know, you know, we, we see them succeed. We see them do well and we praise them for their accomplishments, but they wouldn't have got there unless they put the work in. Right. And that's something you talk about in your book. You know, you talk about, you know, the key to success is hard work and being faithful to the small things yeah. um, in your life. God gives you small things. And as we handle them properly and as we give them to him and we dedicate ourselves yeah. to those things then, you know, he will give us even bigger things and bring us to that place. You know, God loves to give us dreams and visions and he loves to speak to our heart about like our our purpose and what we're going to do and the great things we're going to do um, in his name. But, you know, a lot of times when I first got saved, God gave me a vision and a picture of, you know, some things I'm going to be doing in my future. And, um, and I thought, let's do it right now. Come on, let's go, you know? Yeah. But there is a journey and there's a period of time where he needs to strengthen me. He needs to heal me. He needs mm-hmm. to speak truth to my spirit, break off lies. He needs to refine me, you know? Yeah. And there, there is that process there. And so 
That's awesome. I love how you I love how you talk about that. And so one thing I also wanted to talk to you about that you talk about in your book, and this is interesting because the way the world is going, I feel like instant success, like, hey, a bunch of followers on social media, you know, we put out a YouTube video. Everyone's hoping to put out a YouTube video and just be an overnight success totally. or whatever. Yeah. And so, but I just feel like and you and you tackle this as well, just you know, there is this entitlement. You know, there is this, you know, a lot of people have big dreams in the church, in the world. People have big dreams, but they don't understand that they need to take the steps to get there. They want just, they want handouts, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. a lot of the time. And so um, I think that's huge, especially, hey, listen, I think the older generation understood that it's hard work that brings mm-hmm. success. Yeah. But I think newer, the newer generation, it's a little bit different mentality out there. I don't mm-hmm. want to challenge that. I know a lot of young people are listening to this. Yeah. And I really just want to give them the tools they need. I think as you're talking, the thing that kind of came to my mind is a tension that I feel like probably a lot of us wrestle with. And I think that the way you can kind of distinguish between like God's ways and the world's ways Mm -hmm. is like for me, when I look at it and I view it, I think about with the world is going to come pressure and with God, it's going to come with a weight and with the world, it's going to be full of pride and selfishness. And with God, it's going to be full of conviction. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, when I look at it that way, it's like, okay, if I'm feeling this pressure to be someone important, to make a significance, if I'm feeling this pressure to be someone that other people see as Mm -hmm. cool and worthy and famous and worth following, if I feel this pressure to, you know, look a certain way, dress a certain way, put myself out there a certain way, have that many, you know, guys or, you know, if you're a guy listening to this, girls like follow Mm -hmm. me and like me and pursue Mm me like that's going to be different than feeling this weight of I am called to follow God and what he's called me to do whatever the cost Mm -hmm. and if he leads me to do this and to step out in this way if that's for other people to see great maybe it's in the mission field maybe it's nobody sees it whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like whatever the cost is that's a weight like there's a weight that comes with following Christ and a weight that comes with like walking out the calling and the purpose that he has for you. Now it's a weight that like you can handle because he gives you what you need to walk it out. For sure. But there's a difference between, I feel like pressure and weight. And then Mm -hmm. I also think there's a difference in how it's perceived because I think that the world's view makes it all about us, right? Like it's all about me. Like it's pride, it's selfishness. It's look at me. Whereas when, when you're walking in God's way and you're walking out God's will for your life, it's, it's led by conviction. It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's all about him. Yeah. So everything that I do, everywhere that I step, everywhere yeah. that I go, I'm making it all about him. Good. And so for me, when I walked out and I said yes to going on something like The Bachelor, mm-hmm. most people would see that as like, oh, she's making this about her. Like she wants to get famous. <laughs> she wants to get followers. That's fine. They can think whatever they want. I was being obedient to what I felt like God was leading me and calling me to do. And every single step in the way, I've been like, God, you've got it. Mm-hmm. And when there were opinions, when there were attacks, when there were hurtful comments and judgments being made towards me I was like you're my defender mm-hmm. you're my sustainer you've that's got good. this because it's not about me and if mm-hmm. people want to try and make it about me that's their problem but like in my heart like I'm choosing to see like this isn't about me and my life verse is Acts twenty twenty four, where it talks about my only aim is to finish the race and complete that's the good. task the task yes. of testifying to the good news of God's grace that's why I'm here and mm-hmm. the first part of that verse says I consider my life worth nothing to me. And like, that is so powerful to me. And I I stay grounded and rooted yeah. on that because I, when I find myself falling into this place of pressure and just caring so much about what other peop- people think, it's like, 
I know I've kind of crossed over to where I'm living like in the world's ways and I'm mm. making it about me. But yeah. it's like as soon as I can cross back over to like it's all about God and I'm walking in God's will for my life, sure. like I no longer feel that pressure. I don't feel that pressure to conform. I don't feel that pressure to 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 belong or to feel accepted or loved or to sure. have this status or to have this fame or this following because it's not about me and yeah. it's so much bigger than me. And I think when we can live like that, that's where we like fully experience true joy and confidence and peace and courage and hope and so much more. But I think the problem is, is that so much of our world is trying to find all of those things that can only be found over here, over here. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to search for it in the fame and in the followers and in the clothes and in the money and all these things. And they're wondering why they can't get what can only be found over here. They're like, why can't I find confidence? Why can't I find joy? Why can't I have peace? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing these people who literally have everything by the world standards, right? Like they have all the money, they have have all the followers, they have all these things and they're lacking. Like they have no peace, they have no joy, they have no purpose, they have no fulfillment. They're starving for something Mm -hmm. and they can't figure out why they can't get yeah. filled like yeah. and i'm like it's because you're you're operating in the the wrongs you're operating on the wrong side and it's like if we can mm-hmm. just get people over here to see like see taste and see that god is good you will never want what's over here That's anymore right. you know That's and right. so i think it really is kind of like discovering for yourself and i think it you have to kind of figure it out for yourself like for me like i feel like i figured that out a long time ago and so i was able to kind of even even with all eyes on me kind of stay over here walking in the weight of what god's called me to do mm-hmm. knowing who I am and being led by conviction rather than just feelings and pressure. Yeah. In his presence, there is fullness of joy at Mm -hmm. his right hand, pleasure forevermore. Taste and see that God is good. Like we as believers need to have that experience with Jesus where we, where we truly understand that, Hey, listen, he is my, I was made by him and for him. Mm. And the only way that I'm going to be truly satisfied is if I am knowing him, walking with him, being led by his Holy spirit And yes, we are tempted and there's lots of voices and a lot of things pulling on us. But as we dabble and taste those things, we begin to realize this is just vanity of vanities. Just like Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, I had money, I had fame, I had women, I had this, I had that. I was Mm. the wisest in the whole world. Vanity of vanities. And Mm. at the end of his life, he said, this is the purpose of everything. Obey God and walk in his his commandments. That's what he realized at the end of his life. And so for me, what was really, you know, I think it's when it comes to fear, temptation, different things we experience in life. It's okay to visit that place. You know, like the fear's there. It's coming. People's opinions there. We're getting like rocked by it a little bit, but how do we bounce back? Mm-hmm. Right. We're not going to live there. We're not going to dwell there. It's okay to visit that place. Everyone gets tempted. Everyone experiences right. fear and different things like that. But how do we take hold of courage in mm-hmm. our lives? And I think it's not making it about us right. at the end of the day. Just like you said, like my destiny and my purpose isn't so that I could be the most spiritual Christian. Everyone could have eyes on me and say that I'm the best. And yeah. wow, what a servant of God Michael Lombardo is or Madison Pruitt. You know, when I first got saved, God spoke to me about influencing people and speaking to multiple people. Like I saw a vision of a sea of faces I couldn't see beyond. And for me, it was like chasing that and wanting that was like God because he gave that to me. Yeah. But I had a very self-centered almost outlook on it. And I remember there was times where, well, one time specifically, God brought me to Malaysia and I was in this little home church. And there was people, so many poor people, sick people. And the Lord just whispered to my heart and he said, if you never write a book, if no one ever knows your name, if you know, you're never known for what you do and I ask you to lay your life down in a place like this and you're unknown except to heaven, Mm. are you okay with that? And I remember it like, 
It's like, mm, yeah, yeah, you want to say yeah, right? You want to say yeah, but at the same time, there's something inside of you like, you know what? But you, but I, I would love to do these things or whatever. Right. It's like God just began to challenge pride and selfishness in the mm -hmm. inside of me where I just began to just be like, God, you know what? Yes, I would. A hundred percent. It's all about you. You're enough. Mm -hmm. You're enough. At the yeah. end of the day, you are enough. And so you really hammer that in your book. It's all about Jesus. It's all about living your purpose. We can't do it on our own. We yeah. do it in his strength and his ability. You talk a lot about preparation, all these amazing things that this generation needs to hear right now. And so I highly recommend for you guys to grab a hold of her book called Made for This Moment. And so before we end this podcast here, what would you say to, you know, a lot of young people listen to this, right? And a lot of people know who you are. And so what would you say to somebody who's like, man, I'm just stuck in this in-between season. You know, God's spoken amazing things to me. I, I believe I'm going to do great things, great exploits in his name, but it just seems so far away, untouchable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah. just seems like light years away. There's a lot of Christians that are discouraged right now and mm -hmm. they feel like they're always going to be stuck, mm -hmm. you know? I think one of the verses that I clung to in those waiting seasons and those hidden seasons, because those are the seasons that feel like they never end. <laughs> like, it's forever, like I've been exactly. here for 10 years mm -hmm. and it may only be like a few months, mm -hmm. but it feels like forever. And, and it's like, God, where are you? Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you know me? And I think one of the verses that I continued to cling to was the verse where it says he is not slow in fulfilling his promises. Mm -hmm. He is not slow in keeping his promises and he is not withholding good from you. Um, those are two different verses, but it, it talks about like, and, and that was something I had to lean on. Like, oh, wow. Like you're not withholding good from me, which yeah. means that I have exactly what I need for this season. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in this season and really mm -hmm. seeing it as every season is crucial because it's a setup for the next season. And yeah. so me being fully present and taking everything that I need to take from this season is what's going to prepare me for the next. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, kind of like the story of, of Moses of like, you know, he's out in the wilderness. I'm sure in that moment he was like, God, where are you? Like, why am I out here? I was just in the palace and now he I'm did. in the oh, wilderness, yeah. you know, like what am I doing? And, and, and I even think about like the staff, the stick that he ends up picking up that he ends up taking into. And that's, you know, what parts the Red Sea, that's what turns into a snake, all these miracles that end up taking part from this stick that guys, God used, he would have never picked up that stick had he not been in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And I just use that as an example, because I think every time when we're in those wilderness seasons, whether that is waiting, whether that's, you know, hiddenness or loneliness or whatever that looks like for you. Like there's something God wants to teach you in this season. There's yeah. something that's supposed to be done within you. And I think that something I also continue to cling to is like, there's nothing more important than what God wants to do in me. Like, and I think so often we can get so focused on the external. We're like, yes. we, you know, we want, we want, we want, but it's like, maybe what God wants to do inside of me is more important than what I'm waiting for him to do for me. Mm. And I just had to continue to remind myself of that is what he's doing inside of me is more important than what I'm waiting on him to do for me. And I, you know, I talk about that a little bit in my book, but you know, I, I just think for me, it's just continuing to cling to like, God, God is not withholding good for me. And like, he's a good mm. father and, you know, he sees me, he knows me, he loves me. And, you know, he, he wants me operating in the fullness of what he has for me. Right. Like he, he wants to see me living an abundant life. But if yeah. I am here, like what, what can I learn where I'm at right here, right now? You know, if I'm going through heartbreak, if I'm going through loss, if I'm going through pain, if I'm going through struggle, if I'm going through whatever it is that I'm going through, there's something right here that I'm needing to learn for where I'm about to go and where God's about to take me. Mm -hmm. And the season right before I went on the bachelor, it was the hardest season in my life. It was a lonely season. Um, it was a pruning season. It was a, just 
waiting season, hidden season. And I had so many of those moments saying, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, if I hadn't gone through that season, even though I had no idea what God was doing and why Mm -hmm. I was there, I would have not been ready and prepared to step into The Bachelor. I had no idea where God was leading me, but I knew that there was a reason I was in that season of my life. And now looking back, I'm like, it makes sense. I needed to go through that season. God fortified you in those years in the wilderness. He he prepared you. He fortified you. He strengthened your spirit. Yeah. You know, if we just go there in three seconds, like, oh, God tells us something great we're going to do. And we get there in like a month, two months For or sure. whatever, just around the corner. That's why so many people stumble. That's why so many people struggle when they get to that place. Yeah. It's just because they didn't go through that process of just allowing God to minister to them, strengthen them, fortify them on the inside mm. so that we can stand in that place, yeah. you know, and glorify him totally. properly with the right heart and the right intent. Totally. At the end of the day, if he gets our heart, he has everything. Yeah. If he has our heart, if he could do a work in our heart, he could do a great work through us. And mm. that's essentially what you're saying. And so one of my favorite scriptures and life scriptures is where it talks about, you know, Peter and James both say this in, in their epistles, but humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you at the proper time. time yeah. So many of us try to exalt ourselves or try to push ourselves in the next season, try to open the right doors or, you know, you know, rub shoulders with the right people or whatever. Yeah. But it is God who will exalt us. We can be confident in that. We can be yeah. confident in his nature. We can be confident in his promises over our lives. That he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Mm. He give us a hope and a future. And I love what you're saying about confidence. I just want to end with that because that is key. Faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Mm. And you trust in his promises for your life. You trust in who he is mm. to you, in you. And you realize, okay, I might not be seeing it now. I might not have all the happy, positive feelings right now because of my external circumstances. But if I ground myself in who I am, who he is, speak the truth over myself, align myself with what his word says, then the emotions will follow. And yeah. in due time, God will bring me to X, Y, Z, whatever whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think that's that that's a great point. And I think the more confident we are in who he is, mm-hmm. the more confident we are in who he is in us. Yeah. And for me, the seasons of my life where I felt the most confident, like, you know, even right now, you know, it's like the the days where I'm like, oh, I feel so confident today. It's not because of what I look like or what's going mm-hmm. on in my circumstances around me. It's like, those are the days where I've had the sweetest moments with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I have so much faith that he is who he says he is, that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Yes. And it's the moments where I'm like, I'm so confident in who you are. Therefore, I'm so confident in who you've called me to be and who mm-hmm. you've made me to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring that to other people. And so yeah. it's, it's really that, perspective, which sounds weird because I think our culture preaches self-confidence, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you should be confident if this is going on for you or if other people accept you, but it's like, if our confidence is always contingent on something else, mm-hmm. then that something else is going to have to sustain it. And the mm-hmm. truth is those things are always going to fail us every single time. Mm-hmm. That person's going to fail you. That circumstance is going to fail you. That job is going to fail you. Like you can't put your confidence on circumstances, but if mm-hmm. you put it on the person who created you, if you put it in the person who sustains you and the person mm-hmm. who loves you and pursues you every yeah. single day, like then your constant, your confidence is going to be steady. It's going to be rooted in something bigger than you. Like, and so for me, it, it really has come down to that. And my confidence, you know, just being rooted in Christ. And he's the one who gives me what I need to mm-hmm. do what he's called me to do. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's, it's really just every time I spend more time with him and I just read his word, like, this is who you say that I am. And surrounding myself with people who are also like-minded in oh, that, I huge. think is, is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm surrounding myself with a bunch of people who 
see like they they value more about they value more self confidence mm-hmm. or they're extremely insecure because they don't see themselves yeah. the way that Christ sees them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they have their their perspective in the wrong place. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard for me to be a sure. person who's walking in confidence. And so I think surrounding yourself with people who are also like minded and walking in confidence with you in the right way and in a godly way is really important. And so I think for me it's it's been all about like that alone time and then also like spending my time with the right people. Yeah. Um, that has kind of given me the confidence that I that I need each day and, mm-hmm. and to do what he's called me to do. Oh, yeah. I love the Apostle Paul. You know, he talks about this is my highest goal. This is my highest ambition yeah. to know him, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's just like I've done great. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament, oh. did incredible things, saw so many people saved, healed, miraculous events. And he said, at the end of the day, it's rubbish. It's behind me. Like what matters most, mm-hmm. the high calling. Many people think the high calling in life is having a platform, ministering to people and writing so many books or right. preaching the gospel to thousands or whatever it may be. And that's an extension. That is an, a facet maybe of some people's callings. But the apostle Paul, he said, this is my highest calling to know him mm. and to know him in, you know, intimately. And then the same book, he says, I'm content with having little. I've had little. I've yep. had much. I'm content you know, regardless of the circumstance and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And yeah. so that's awesome. Just being content with Christ, yeah. him being our satisfaction. And I love that. I think that. that's the secret to life. I think that's the secret that's to confidence. I think that's the secret. That's always the verse I fall back on. Cause I yeah. think every, obviously a lot of people have heard the Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ, but it's that mm-hmm. it's those verses right before, right before that, where it talks about the true secret to contentment, the true secret to where that strength comes from. And it's mm-hmm. knowing who you belong to. You mm-hmm. know who you are when you know whose you are and mm-hmm. you know why the purpose of why you exist is. Is. Mm. Like I exist to glorify God and it's he he's the one who gives me what I need to mm-hmm. do what he's called me to do. Yeah. And so my confidence, my strength, it's him who gives that to me. Mm-hmm. And I think realizing, yeah, like whether I have nothing, whether I have abundance, whether I'm living in Africa, whether I'm living <laughs> in America, no matter where I am and what I have, yeah. like whether I lack or I, or I have plenty, like it's him who gives me what I need. And so I think that yeah. is the most beautiful picture of confidence and the mm-hmm. secret of, of life, which is contentment. Apostle Paul wrote that letter in prison saying, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. He said, this is it. It's all about knowing Jesus and it's all about being content in everything. It's because it's Jesus in my life who gives me the strength. He's the reason why I'm alive. And so that's awesome. I love that. And so how could people connect more with your ministry website? Tell them a little bit more about your book, how they can get a hold of that and whatever else you want to share with them. Yeah, so you can check out me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. I'm pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just look me up. At, it's at Maddie Pru. Super simple. Um, I'm pretty much everything. And uh, yeah, my book comes out October 19th, Made for This Moment, Standing Firm in Strength, Grace, and Courage. And the heartbeat of this book is based on the story of Esther. And I just want every single person who reads this book to know yeah. that it's not coming from a place where I you know, I'm saying, Hey, I'm, I'm Esther. It's like, no, 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 no. You're Esther. Like whether you're male or female, you're Esther. And you've been made for this moment. You have been made for such a time as this. You were made on purpose and for a purpose. And God wants to use you in big ways. And no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're currently going through, God wants to use your story and use your life. And I'm super excited for every single person to have the opportunity to read this message. And I hope it's something that encourages them and transforms their heart, but also, I just want to say, you know, I didn't write the book coming from a place of perfection and having all my life together and knowing everything. It's like, no, I'm right here with you. I'm locking arms with you. I'm walking through the trenches with you. You're not alone in whatever you're going through. And so just know we're in this together. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for joining me in studio today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend picking up a copy of this book. I read it. It's powerful. And like I said to Madison earlier in the broadcast, is there's so much rich truth in this book that not a lot of preaching and teaching highlights the importance of things that can truly strengthen your spirit, fortify you, prepare you for the amazing things God has for you. Lots of testimonies in the book. Um, your story, a lot of scripture in this book as well. And so I know it'll be a blessing to you. It will challenge you, inspire you, encourage you in a lot of ways. And so go ahead and grab a copy of the book. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, challenged, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you